Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo. For forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development, we'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hey, good morning, everybody. So I wanted to welcome you to the second Marketing Monday of the year. So please drop me a hashtag live if you're catching this live. If you are catching the replay, hashtag replay, let me know. And of course, comment throughout because even if we aren't interacting live, I still very much love to hear all of your comments. And today's topic is going to be one that's really interesting. And I totally mean what I said in the title. Like, this is going to be the lowdown on Clubhouse as I've seen it from a week being on the platform. And I'm going to, I'm not going to waste time on the, I mean, not going to waste time on the basic shit. Like, so if uh, that's all right with you, we're going to keep going. So brief Clubhouse explanation. If, if you saw the title of this and you're like, hey, I don't know what Clubhouse is, but Ruthie always delivers. So I'm going to show up anyway. Clubhouse is a audio only app. It is live. So it's playing into the ephemeral content trend, ephemeral content, meaning it lasts for a specific amount of time and then is no longer available. And I think this is the first time we've really seen like a whole social media platform structured around it, at least that I've seen. Because with Instagram and Facebook and even LinkedIn, all adding stories, they give you that ephemeral content component. But the only other thing that equaled to that was a live event. So if you were at the live event, right, then you caught it. If you weren't at the live event, then you didn't catch it. And so that is kind of what Clubhouse is like. Clubhouse is kind of like going into like live networking events or virtual conferences, all based on different topics. And you can just pop in and pop out. And so that's kind of what a brief explanation of Clubhouse is. It is a audio streaming live of like type of social media app. And you can follow and you can connect with people, but you cannot directly DM people within Clubhouse. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. If you want to know more about Clubhouse, how it works, Social Media Examiner has a fantastic Clubhouse, super basic, set up your profile, these are some things you should know type of article. It's very in-depth and thorough, so I'm not going to waste time going over it here because you guys can go Google that and read it if you want to. I want to spend time on things that I think that, that you will appreciate. Oh, okay. Facebook, somebody off of Facebook, I will find who this is, <laughs> but audio only feels more manageable. Look, I cannot even tell you. So look, so just to show you guys like that I am serious, I bought an iPad while my husband bought me an iPad so I could get on Clubhouse because uh, most of my clients are on Clubhouse and I'm like, I'm a marketing strategist. I need to figure out how to incorporate Clubhouse into my client's strategy. So I'm invested and you guys are getting, like I said, one weekend, I'm up to like 88 followers. My Instagram has gotten like 20 new followers since I since I joined Clubhouse. So yes, audio only is so good. And if you join Clubhouse, let me know and I'll like we could follow and I'll tag you in some of my favorite rooms. But this advice, this is going to be really good. If you've joined Clubhouse and you haven't really used it, this is all going to be really good for you. So that's my explanation of Clubhouse. 
And so I want to touch on why Clubhouse allows us to connect so quickly, because this is something that's important all the way throughout. So I want you to think about why you like my live streams. Like I've got my voices here and I was just telling this to my friend and partner business. Like we collab, right? Like we've got our own businesses, but we collab a lot. Dr. AJ, I am so happy that my voice has such a, a range, right? Like if I'm if I'm being really calm, like I can bring it down and I'm just like, guys, like this is so serious and I want to get serious with you. But if I am feeling like fired up, like I can be like, whoa, fired up, right? Hope that wasn't too loud for y'all. Oh, apparently my son can get real fired up too. I'm sure you can hear that little shriek there. Christopher is fighting with Evelyn over a toy. That's exciting. But it allows us to connect because I feel like audio and, and, and in some cases, video, but we feel weird about video, right? So audio, it's a lot more manageable. We feel a lot more comfortable just showing up with our voices. Like you can't see me, but how much is conveyed in the voice? Like you guys can hear the conviction in what I'm saying. I believe that what I am saying is true. And I, and that means you can also trust that I really think that you need to know it. And so we can make much faster decisions about whether to trust someone or believe someone because it, it's live, it's right now. And, and you can hear all of that emotion and all of the things I'm trying to convey to you in my voice. We can make those decisions. I can tell by your voice and like our conversation back and forth, if we're vibing or not, if we're vibing, then I'm like, okay, this is somebody I should get to know more. I love what they had to say. And I can choose to connect with you. The same is not true for a scripted rehearsed video. Like video, I know, is the big content thing, right? And they're like, all oh, content, like 80% of content is going to be video, whatever. And that's cool. But you guys can't tell me that you get the same impression from a scripted, you know, sales video or a scripted marketing video. That's just not the case. And I think that's why my live streams tend to do so well, even on my podcast and in other places, because people know, okay, it's not live right now, but it was. And I don't script anything. I just kind of give it to you guys the way that I, you know, I call it like I see it. So as the marketing consultant, like I am not a clubhouse rep. And so I will tell you straight up, Clubhouse might be a great use of your time and it might not. It might not. So it's really going to depend on you whether or not it's, it's a good use of your time. So yeah, so Clubhouse might be a great use of your time and it might not. So in my case, and this is going to be based on some of the advice that I'm going to give you, I've been able to create a Clubhouse experience for myself that is like maximum use of my time. I have connected with some amazing people. I don't think I've networked this well since before since before coronavirus, right? I don't want her to know that I'm talking about her. But since before that thing that shall not be named, I don't think I've, I've networked this well. Because I can look at room topics. And I can be like, yeah, I need to be in that room. I don't need to be in that room. And I can pick where I want to be. So it's not like getting to a networking event and you're like, hey, this sounds good. So yeah, so like, you know, you show up to a networking event and you're like, mm, okay, this sounded good, but it's not good. And now I'm kind of stuck here. But with Clubhouse, you're like, this sounded good and it's not good. So I'm gonna leave. Like, and it takes you like 10 seconds maybe or, or something like that. So just understand that if you if you get on the platform, give it some time and then also take what I'm going to say here next under consideration so you can have the best experience possible. All right. So decide on your goals after you give yourself a bit of time to explore. So in my case, I have a ton of interests. Y'all know. So like, I mean, I could talk to y'all about goats. I could talk about gardening. I could talk about being a veteran. I could talk about all sorts of stuff. Right. But I have to decide. And it's kind of like any platform. Right. You don't want to confuse your audience with too much stuff. So in the case of Clubhouse. 
Clubhouse is trying to give you stuff that you're interested in and it will give you, it'll show you rooms and clubs and things like that based on people you follow, right? So when you follow someone, you get all sorts of alerts and stuff and things about what they're doing. If that person is consuming a lot of room content that is not in line with your business goals, they may not be a good follow for you. So I have three recommendations for you. And then we're going to get into how you can apply those things to your other social media platforms, even if you're not on Clubhouse. All right. So if your goal is new connections, right? Like I'm not talking about, hey, I want to get an MBA on Clubhouse. Hey, I want to talk with all the famous people. You know, I want to be Elon Musk was apparently on the platform last night. I was not away for that. It would have been like 1 a.m. over here. But you're like, I want to catch like Elon Musk and Gary Vee and all this other stuff. If that's your goal, then these recommendations aren't for you. And there's nothing wrong with having that as your goal. All right. But if your goal is new connections, then these are the things that I recommend. Link your Twitter and Instagram profiles. I say and now I say and or, but do both. Do both if your goal is new connections. Why? Because you have some people who are mostly on Twitter. You got some people that are mostly on Instagram. They might not be on both, but you cannot directly message anyone in Clubhouse. It is not built for that. You have to go to Instagram or Twitter if you want to send a DM. So make sure that you have those things linked. I've been primarily using Instagram because that's where most people seem to be. Every single person I've been interested in following and reaching out and talking more to has been on Instagram and Twitter or just Instagram. So I've been using Instagram mostly, but I have both of mine linked. And so what that means too, is you're going to want to make sure your Instagram is updated, you know, with a good link to your website, a nice little brief bio of what it is that you do, an updated headshot or updated logo, whatever it is, maybe post some new content in there. Be careful who you follow. So when you first join Clubhouse, Clubhouse makes a recommendation. It has a list of recommended users. They're all the same people for everybody. It's like 49 or 52 people or something. And they are these people with this huge, massive followings. And, and they may not put you in line with what it is that you want to do. And so to that point, these people with these massive followings, they tend to make massive rooms. They tend to make massive rooms. Now, here, look. So people are like, yeah, I was able to get on stage and I was able to talk. And I was able to talk with these people who had like 20,000 followers and, and on YouTube, they've got, you know, a million subscribers or whatever. Getting in line to talk on those rooms is like getting in line at the DMV called the MVA here in Maryland. You know how you be at the DMV and you're like, okay, my number is I-74 and they're like, I-73 and you're like, cool, I'm close. And then they're like, A-14 and you're like, what? And then they're like, I-76. And you're like, wait, no, I was I-70. Like, that's how it is in those rooms. You will be sitting there forever. Forever. And it might just be so you can get up on stage in front of hundreds of people and have these so-called experts tear you down, right? Like, so the big rooms typically revolve around, make them, now I'm a millionaire, you could be a millionaire too. Or like, I think it was AJ who said, I eat money for breakfast or something like that. So those rooms, the I eat money for breakfast rooms, those aren't great rooms to make great connections in. The best rooms to make connections in are the ones where it might be, let's say like 30, maybe even like, I would say anywhere between like 30 and 100 or maybe even smaller, right? It could be smaller if it's more of an intimate thing and you could still make good connections. But I would say probably 100 or less or any room where the moderators keep tight control over who's coming up on stage and talking. If you see a room that's got like 40 people on stage, like that's probably going to be something that's not the best use of your time. All right. So how can you take these concepts into your other social media platforms? So 
I don't know if you know, but in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you can send voice and slash or video like messages, direct messages. You can do this. Now, so what I'm going to say you should do is you want to enter yourself via text if this is the first time they've ever interacted with you. Enter yourself via text. Why? Because if I get a video as a first message, I'm going to assume a couple of things. It's a video you send to everybody and I'm not interested in everything that you send to everybody. And then two, like, I don't know if you're going to be a complete waste of time because we've never interacted before. If I meet you in a clubhouse room or we've gone back and forth on Instagram or LinkedIn or somewhere else and you send me a video because we've gone back and forth, I'm probably going to watch that video because I'm at least a little bit invested in the, the back and forth, the relationship that it is that we're building. Okay. So don't just, if it's your first touch, like first contact with someone, don't just send an audio or video thing. Send me something I can read because it takes me a couple seconds to read it. I don't want to sit there and waste 60 seconds of my life if you have nothing important to say to me. Like, and I, I'm trying not to be harsh, but like, think about how you would feel if like every single, like, it's like if all of the random spammy pitches you got in your DMs were video and you watched them all, like, you're not going to get that time back. So make sure you've got some other like contacts. If it's your first contact with this person, send a text message, get some back and forth going, and then maybe send a voice clip or maybe send a video clip because the, the voice and video, when it is spontaneously, that's the key there spontaneously recorded, the person knows that it's just for them. Just for them. Think about your mail. When you go to your mailbox, not your inbox, not your email, your mail mail. When you go and get your mail, how good does it feel to get something that is not something that was delivered to everybody up and down your street and in your neighborhood? It feels good. It feels good, right? So you want to make sure that that is the type of experience that you're delivering to somebody's DMs. Okay. And I've had really good results with this because when I do the voice clips, I'm typically not just running my mouth about myself. I'm trying to add value. And so that's one of the other things about Clubhouse. People will follow you on Clubhouse and follow you from Clubhouse onto Instagram and all these other places because when you're in a room and you're and you're being authentic and you're showing up and showing your personality and being yourself and you're giving value they want more of that. They find you to be interesting. And from that first contact, they will trust that you will continue to add value. They know engaging with you, it's not a trap, right? And so that's like the big thing there. I want you to understand that Clubhouse has highlighted how much like social media has become this megaphone. I'm blasting my message at you and it's not a conversation. That is what social media has become largely. And that's why as consultants, your marketing consultants, your good ones, typically put an emphasis on, okay, make sure you go out there and engage. Yes, we've posted content every day, but you need to go out there and engage or you need to be, you know, doing it. The thing I like about Clubhouse is that it's your voice. How are you going to outsource your voice? Now, people are doing this thing where they're taking multiple devices and sitting in multiple rooms, like waiting their turn. So they just get an opportunity to run their mouth. So they're not like effectively engaged. And that's the other thing about the smaller rooms. They tend to be more conversational. So I think it's a little hard to babysit like eight rooms with multiple devices. If you are in and out of a room and people are actively asking you questions and we're all going back and forth. But when you're following people or when you're looking at rooms, one of the things that happens is they call it stage squatting. 
And somebody will ask to be up on the stage just because they know people are more likely to follow you if you're seen as up on stage with other people who are giving value. So one of the things that I'll add is that don't follow anybody on Clubhouse unless you hear them actually speak because they could be sitting in eight different rooms, which is, again, completely disingenuous. So Clubhouse, for the most part, I think is built on this framework of authenticity, which is why I think I enjoy it so much. Yes. Oh, thank you for taking notes, Dana. I'm assuming that's Dana's again. So thank you for taking notes. Like I, I would say I have had the best experience so far in rooms that have been a hundred or less people. And that's not to say that like, if you get an opportunity, like, and so that's from the perspective of joining a room, right? Like I'm not a speaker on the panel or anything like that, because there are plenty of people out there who do want to go and consume and listen. And that's what they're, what they're doing right now. That's totally fine. So if you've got a bit more of a developed network on Clubhouse, make sure that, you know, you, maybe you can partner and collaborate with somebody who's got a larger following. It doesn't have to be massive, but maybe somebody who's got a bit more experience than you if you're new. And you can co-moderate a room. I was in a room last night that was amazing. I made a ton of great connections with my ideal audience because these smaller rooms tend to be so much more like niche. And I connected with so many awesome diversity, equity, and inclusion professionals and, and people working at the different like facets of DE&I. And it was just such high like ROI for me in terms of time and the new connections that I've started. And, and so that's why another thing with the rooms that are like 100 or less, they tend to be a bit more niche instead of like these really broad rooms where you're less likely to meet your ideal people right? So it's kind of like a networking event. A networking event that is smaller, but that is more niche and it has more of your ideal client in it is a better use of your time than a networking event that's got hundreds of people at it who could, you know, from my case, right? Like they could be landscapers or, or whatever. Those aren't my ideal client. It's not that I'm not going to be like, hey, landscaper, don't want to talk to you, but it's not my ideal client. So it may not be the best use of my time. There's an opportunity cost associated with attending. And then Sean has a great question. So I think Sean says, I think that finding a unique niche might be easier on Clubhouse. And so I will say that, and this goes back to my, my, one of my original points, Sean, is that Clubhouse may be a good time investment for you or not. And actually, Sean, it might be a good one for you. So you have an ability to hide rooms. It's like swiping right on Tinder. If you don't want to see a room, I've swiped right on a, fill, a few rooms about film. Sean. So I know that that is one of the spaces where you focus. So it actually might be a good space for you. There's lots of creatives. Uh, my experience on Clubhouse has been very diverse. I've seen a lot of BIPOC, a lot of LGBTQIA community rooms. I've seen a lot of rooms on spirituality. I've seen a lot of rooms on real estate and investing like that. But then there's also the huge rooms, right? The rooms where they're talking about like get, you know, again, I eat money for breakfast types of rooms and things like that. So Sean, back to your question about finding your niche. It is totally possible to do because I guess it's recent addition, but Clubhouse allows you to search based on your interests. And one of the ways that it's kind of easy as well to follow, to find these niches is to follow around the more experienced, the people with the bigger followings who maybe have like a room schedule that they do. So I've been following around Dr. AJ. <laughs> I've been following her around because I'm like, oh, Dr. AJ's in rooms with people that I want to meet, that I want to talk to, and I want to do more of. And as a result, though, I have found a huge, huge to me audience of social entrepreneurs who, you know, these people who want to have this impact on the world based on finding one person connecting with a few other people in that room and just paying attention to the rooms that they're going into. 
So that would be my recommendation is, is search based on your interests and you can find some clubs. Do not be afraid to unfollow the clubs if they don't actually have the content that you want inside of it. But that's what I was able to do. I was like, hey, Dr. AJ has a conversations with a lot of people that I want to have conversations with. So I'm just follow her around. Clubhouse even tells me when she's in a new room, if she's speaking in a room, if she's scheduled a room, if she's, you know, if she's moderating in a room. I'm like, cool, let me go find that one because I know Dr. AJ won't steer me wrong. I trust her. But yeah. Dana's taking notes, y'all. So make sure that you pay attention to what she's writing here. And don't be afraid to unfollow the people that you initially followed. So you might follow them because you're like, hey, this person is really interesting. Like they, what they said in that room really resonated with me and you follow them on Clubhouse. Now I made this mistake. I was following people on Clubhouse because they were in one room and said something really interesting. But then I realized that they are actually pursuing a diverse set of topics on Clubhouse, many of which I was not interested in. So I was getting these notifications for rooms that they were in or rooms that they were scheduling that I didn't care about. So because I am loving Clubhouse so much for all the business connections I've been able to make so far, even though you all know I love my goats, I'm homesteading, like I, we're starting our garden this year, all of that, I'm not going to be in any rooms for that. And so if I was following somebody who was in a ton of those rooms, as much as I am interested in those topics, uh, it goes back to my point at a about establishing your goals and, and effectively pursuing those goals, right? And so don't be afraid to unfollow people if you find that you're always getting notifications for the I eat money for lunch rooms, or if they're in a bunch of topics that you're just not interested in, and it was just that one topic. If you still think that that could be a good connection for you for your business network, follow them on Instagram or Twitter so you can keep up with their business content without also being exposed to all of the, the things that they're consuming for their personal, their personal pl pleasure, if you will. So that's the other thing. Keep, keep an eye on who you follow. Make sure you hide rooms. So Clubhouse has the list of rooms is called the hallway. So if you hide rooms and you unfollow people who, who give you alerts into rooms that you don't want to be in, then you can clean up your hallway and make it an area where you're like, yes, these are good rooms. Some of these are bad. And, and Clubhouse will learn. Now, remember, it's in beta. So we're getting more features and stuff. And I have ideas for some things that are missing. But so far... I have connected with more people in my ideal niche than I think on any other platform. The end. The end. And again, it may not be for you if your audience isn't here yet. But what I do want to say, right, because there is power and so much benefit to being first. If your audience is not on Clubhouse, if you don't see those topics represented on Clubhouse, could you be the person who starts it? And you're like, Ruthie, no, not me. And I'm like, okay, why not you? Why not you? Yeah, so any, it's like, so it's in a week, okay? In a week, I'm up to like 88 followers on Clubhouse. But like I said, I've gotten like 20 new people on Instagram and it's growing every time I get into another room. But the reason why that's important because without tangible, she does every time I say her name. But it, those are vanity metrics without something behind it. I am DMing these people. They're DMing me. I'm, I've invited one onto my podcast already. I'm going to schedule a one-on-one -on -one with someone else. And I've got a bunch of people that I'm like, hey, I need to follow up with these people because I, I'm from a place of genuine curiosity and interest. I want to connect with them and learn more about what it is that they need. Even if that's not me, it might not be me. But what if I connect with these people and we can collaborate on projects and rooms and bring more value and grow this community, right? But in Sean's 
space. Oh, Naomi, yeah, I made it on Clubhouse. Naomi, the only reason why, I, so Naomi said, I tried to invite you onto Clubhouse. I just went to follow you. Glad you were able to get on there. I bought an iPad. Well, my husband bought me an iPad, so I stopped moaning about Clubhouse. So that's how I'm able to be on there. But Sean, if you find that they're not covering the things that you focus on in those rooms, you could be the person that starts it, right? Just like you do your live streams, you could be the person who starts it. All right. And, and that's the big, that's really the big thing because all you have to do is be consistent. You have to be consistent. Nettie says that she needs to at least check it out. Yes. Yes. You should definitely at least check it out. <laughs> you need a me to make that. No, ma'am, you got this. You're a fantastic speaker. You're so thoughtful. And you would be one of those people that once you get a little bit of a network going, people are going to see you right. They're going to have their own rooms. Like I'm in, I'm in rooms that I've been consistently showing up in and I just get invited to be a speaker. They're like, Ruthie didn't even indicate she wanted to say anything, but Ruthie always has something thoughtful to say. It's always something so thought provoking. She always adds value. I'm just going to bring her up onto the stage and they will intro you. They will introduce you. They will pump you up before you even say anything. And Nettie, that is you. Like you're that type of person. If somebody sees you come into their room, they're going to be like, yes, Nettie's always got something good to say. She goes start some conversations. And that is how people will feel about you because Nettie, Nettie's been on my podcast. She's got a wonderful, I think we did, I think we did four or five, right? Nettie, you've got four or five episodes on my podcast that are fantastic. And so if you're a speaker, if you're somebody who, if you go and you, when you go to events, when you're at family gatherings, if you're that storyteller person, if you're that person where you know you always get you always get some type of reaction, you're good at that, then Clubhouse is definitely a space for you because you speak to give value, right? You're trying to get people like from an emotionally intelligent standpoint, I am trying to get you to feel something. I want you to feel something based on what I'm saying, whether it's just that you're not alone. Just last night when I was in the room with Dr. AJ, somebody was talking about feeling like they couldn't bring their full authentic self to work. And I told them, I said, out there, there is a you-sized hole in somebody's team. Feel confident that you could leave this job if you wanted. You could leave this job and there is a workspace, more than one out there, that that totally suits you. I don't want to say like speakers, like official stage speakers exactly, but Naomi, you're not afraid to put yourself out there. You're not afraid to put yourself out there and Clubhouse is a huge opportunity for anybody who is not afraid to put themselves out there. And, and then of course, my favorite people are the ones who aren't afraid to put themselves out there, are thoughtful, have something to say, and always focus on adding value. Because you got plenty of people out there who are running their mouths and you know they should just stop. Like I'd pay them to stop talking, right? So I don't wanna say like official speaker, but if I would pay you to stop talking, you don't fall in the bucket of people where I'm like, yes, you should get out there and talk to people. So Dana said that she had zero interest, but after talking to Dr. AJ and hearing me share, yes, stop resisting, at least check it out. If you have access, check it out. So there's about 3 million users on Clubhouse right now, which isn't a lot. I know that. I know that. And so the fact that there are about approximately 3 million users on Clubhouse right now is a great opportunity because you have an opportunity to get in first, not first, first. I mean, you're going to be 3 million and one, right? But you get in early and at least figure out if you, if you like it or not. Is there opportunity there, right? If there's opportunity for you there, then you have an opportunity to capitalize on the fact that you are there and there are hundreds of millions, billions of people who are not there who may be there in 12 months. When it comes out of beta, right? 
then people can be like, oh, clubhouse, blah, 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 blah. How often do we have an opportunity to get in somewhere early? How often? We don't. Okay, yes. So they are working on the Android app. But the thing is, like, so for me, I could not wait anymore. <laughs> I couldn't take it. The FOMO was real over here. I couldn't take it. because, And that's why I got this iPad. This iPad is just for Clubhouse. I don't even own any other Apple products. Like, I, I haven't owned it. I've never even purchased an Apple product. So yeah, so now, now in closing, sure, if, if you found any portion of this valuable, especially like I know, Nettie, you kind of came in at the end, Naomi, you did too. But if you're feeling like you're not getting as much out of Clubhouse as you used to, or as you want to, or you feel like, hey, Ruthie said this app was awesome, and it seems kind of like trash, just go ahead and go back through uh, this. And then in a few weeks, it'll actually be a blog post. This live stream will be a blog post too. But again, be mindful of who you follow. Be mindful of the clubs you follow. Don't be afraid to unfollow anyone. Make those connections. Follow up with people. Look at collaboration opportunities so you can get on stage. If you get on stage and speak your truth, you will make authentic connections. You will. You are going up there and attracting people who heard your words and were moved. All right. I'm going to say that again. When you get up there to speak and make connections off of that, you are making connections with people who were attracted to the words that you said. So attracted, you moved them to action. That is a huge reason that I'm recommending this to you. Again, I have made more connections on this app with people in my ideal niche, in my ideal target audience, than on any other platform for the amount of time I've been on there. I've been on there a week. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me for this marketing Monday. Make sure that if you are on clubhouse, follow me at Ruthie marketing, Ruthie marketing. That's what it is. And I would love to, if you want me to ping you in some of the rooms that I go in, I'm more than happy to do that. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. And I will see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.